Grandma. Are you being a good boy for your mom? Connor's grandma pinched Connor's cheeks so hard he swore she was going to draw blood. He's been very good, Ma, Connor's mother said, winking at him from behind his grandma, her favorite blue scarf tied around her head. So there's no need to inflict quite so much pain. Oh, nonsense, his grandma said, giving him two playful slaps on each cheek that actually hurt quite a lot. Why don't you go and put the kettle on for me and your mom, she said, making it sound not like a question at all. As Connor gratefully left the room, his grandma placed her hands on her hips and looked at his mother. Now then, my dear, he heard her say as he went into the kitchen, what are we going to do with you? Connor's grandma wasn't like other grandmas. He'd met Lily's grandma loads of times, and she was how grandmas were supposed to be crinkly and smiley, with white hair and the whole lot. She cooked meals where she made three separate eternally boiled vegetable portions for everybody and would giggle in the corner at Christmas with a small glass of sherry and a paper crown on her head. Connor's grandma wore tailored pantsuits, dyed her hair to keep out the gray, and said things that made no sense at all, like, 60 is the new 50, or classic cars need the most expensive polish. What did that even mean? She emailed birthday cards, would argue with waiters over wine, and still had a job. Her house was even worse, filled with expensive old things you could never touch, like a clock she wouldn't even let the cleaning lady dust, which was another thing. What kind of grandma had a cleaning lady? Two sugars, no milk, she called from the sitting room as Connor made the tea, as if he didn't know that from the last 3,000 times she'd visited. Thank you, my boy, his grandma said when he brought in the tea. Thank you, sweetheart, his mom said, smiling at him out of view of his grandma, still inviting him to join with her against her mother. He couldn't help himself. He smiled back a little. And how was school today, young man? His grandma asked. Fine, Connor said. It hadn't really been fine. Lily was still fuming. Harry had put a marker pen with its cap off deep in his rucksack, and Miss Kwan had pulled him aside to ask, with a serious look on her face, how he was holding up. You know, his grandma said, setting down her cup of tea, there's a tremendous independent boys' school not half a mile from my house. I've been looking into it, and the academic standards are quite high, much higher than he's getting at the comprehensive, I'm sure. Connor stared at her because this was the other reason he didn't like his grandma visiting. What she just said could have been her being a snob about his local school, or it could have been more. It could have been a hint about a possible future, a possible after. Connor felt the anger rising in the pit of his stomach. He's happy where he is, Ma, his mom said quickly, giving him another look. Aren't you, Connor? Connor gritted his teeth and answered, I'm fine right where I am. Dinner was Chinese takeaway. Connor's grandma didn't really cook. This was true. Every time he'd stayed with her, her fridge had held barely anything more than an egg and half an avocado. Connor's mom was still too tired to cook herself. And though Connor could have made something, it didn't seem to occur to his grandma that this was even a possibility. 
He'd been left with the cleanup, though, and he was shoving the foil packages down onto the bag of poisonous berries he'd hidden at the bottom of the rubbish bin when his grandma came in behind him. You and I need to have a talk, my boy, she said, standing in the doorway and blocking his escape. I have a name, you know, Connor said, pushing down on the bin, and it's not my boy. Less of your cheek, his grandma said. She stood there, her arms folded. He stared at her for a minute. She stared back. Then she made a tutting sound. I'm not your enemy, Connor, she said. I'm here to help your mother. I know why you're here, he said, taking out a cloth to wipe an already clean countertop. His grandma reached forward and snatched the cloth out of his hand. I'm here because 13-year-old boys shouldn't be wiping down counters without being asked to first. He glowered back at her. Were you going to do it? Connor, just go, Connor said. We don't need you here. Connor, she said more firmly. We need to talk about what's going to happen. No, we don't. She's always sick after her treatments. It'll be better tomorrow, he glared at her. And then you can go home. His grandma looked up at the ceiling and sighed. Then she rubbed her face with her hands, and he was surprised to see that she was angry. Really angry. But maybe not at him. He took out another cloth and started wiping again, just so he wouldn't have to look at her. He wiped all the way over to the sink and happened to glance out of the window. The monster was standing in his backyard, big as the setting sun, watching him. She'll seem better tomorrow, his grandma said, her voice huskier. But she won't be, Connor. Well, this was just wrong. He turned back to her. The treatments are making her better, he said. That's why she goes. His grandma just looked at him for a long minute, like she was trying to decide something. You need to talk to her about this, Connor, she finally said. Then she said, as if to herself, she needs to talk about this with you. Talk to me about what, Connor asked. His grandma crossed her arms. About you coming to live with me. Connor frowned, and for a second, the whole room seemed to get darker. For a second, it felt like the whole house was shaking. For a second, it felt like he could reach down and tear the whole floor right out of the dark and loamy earth. He blinked. His grandma was still waiting for a response. I'm not going to live with you, he said. Connor, I'm never going to live with you. Yes, you are, she said. I'm sorry, but you are. And I know she's trying to protect you, but I think it's vitally important for you to know that when this is all over, you've got a home, my boy, with someone who'll love you and care for you. When this is all over, Connor said, fury in his voice, you'll leave and we'll be fine. Connor, and then they both heard from the sitting room, Mom? Mom? His grandma rushed out of the kitchen so fast that Connor jumped back in surprise. He could hear his mom coughing and his grandma saying, It's okay, darling. It's okay. He glanced back out of the kitchen window on his way to the sitting room. The monster was gone. His grandma was on the settee, holding onto his mom, 
rubbing her back as she threw up into a small bucket they kept nearby just in case. His grandma looked up at him, but her face was set and hard and totally unreadable. <laughs>